From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. This government is not going to take in refugees. So breast beating about refugees is pointless. There is a very clear whether we agree with them or not there is a very clear understanding in the system that we don't take in refugees because we don't know what is coming in we are meeting today to discuss matters relating to afghanistan we all have been keenly watching the developments in that country these have important implications not only for the people of afghanistan but also for its neighbors and the region this is the time for close consultations amongst us greater cooperation and interaction and coordination among the regional countries india concluded its regional security dialogue on afghanistan this wednesday with russia iran and five central asian countries missing at the table were pakistan china and afghanistan itself and today there is another meeting in pakistan of a grouping called Troika Plus that comprises China, Russia, US and Pakistan. As winter approaches, Afghanistan faces its biggest humanitarian crisis, starting with lack of sufficient food. The Taliban themselves are no closer to finding international recognition than they were when they ousted the government of Ashraf Ghani. And in the region, there is growing concern about unregulated opium being sent out of Afghanistan. and the huge cache of weaponry left behind by retreating Americans what if it falls in the wrong hands i speak to my colleague diplomatic editor indrani bakshi about the two conferences about pakistan's dangerous game playing with taliban and how no one really cares about the afghan people in the end all countries are playing their own games she says indrani we finished the regional security dialogue in afghanistan which was attended by Russia, China and the five Central Asian countries. But there was no China, no Pakistan, and most crucially, no one representing Afghanistan. Why are we talking about Afghanistan's future without any Afghan representation? Um, so um, there are, there are uh, several uh, meetings that actually happened without Afghanistan. But uh, one of the reasons, so we, we, when we asked this question, uh, they said that A, none of the countries have uh, recognized the Taliban or legitimized the Taliban or in, in no way, shape or form do they want to do it right now. Uh, second, that none of the participants uh, even asked for a presence, the Taliban presence uh, at this meeting. So this is not a um, political meeting. This is a purely security meeting. And that is the difference. Ideally, the Taliban should have been at the table, ideally. The Taliban are not a real government. the taliban are basically an insurgent terrorist force that have taken control um now nobody is in a place where they want to legitimize uh the taliban government at this point 
the three main elements that have brought these countries together. One is counter-terror. Counter-terror because um, not only is the Taliban a, a, a terrorist force, they the part of the Taliban that is in power in Afghanistan is actually a, the, probably the most ruthless terrorist network in the planet today and is uh, in, in close working relationship with both the Al-Qaeda and the IS. The fear among all these countries um, is the spillage or spillover of terror from Afghanistan into there. Three of the countries Three of the Central Asian countries share a border with Afghanistan, mm -hmm. uh, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, and Turkmenistan, mm -hmm. and as well as Iran. Uh, all share borders. All have the same worry. Second, the power of suggestion, or rather the power of demonstration, that a, a terror outfit like the Taliban takes over a capital by force and within two months has the rest of the rest of the world accepting them, putting them in the UN Security Council is a very powerful statement to every other group in the world that wants to do the same thing. And that is that is one of the biggest concerns that governed oh. this meeting today. The second concern that brought uh, these seven uh, or eight uh, countries together was um, opium production and drugs trafficking. Now, the, the Taliban in their first iteration in the 90s had stamped out uh, opium production because they said it was un-Islamic. This time, they are they have taken over a country which is which is far and away the largest opium producer in the world. Given the fact that, the, that Afghanistan is in the middle of an, an acute economic crisis and has been for some time, uh, it is highly unlikely that opium production is going down anywhere. Now, where are the, you, we have already seen a huge um, container load of 3000 tons of uh, opium that have been that is that landed up in the mundra port the third concern is um, the amount of military weapons and equipment that the americans have left behind i mean one uh, security official told me it was in the range of 600,000. Now, the oh. military equipment as well as um, weapons. Now, we obviously, they are there for the Taliban to use. Now, the question being, who are the Taliban using it against? Second, um, uh, again, there is IS. So if the IS uh, get a hold of this uh, inventory, what do they do with it? Uh, third, it, uh, do the Pakistanis take some of it? which is entirely possible. And fourth, it does it make, do these make their way to other uh, terror groups in the region or even to organized crime networks? 
would it be accurate to say that the whole purpose of this regional security dialogue was to actually uh, create a sort of a, a security network against the current regime in Taliban? I, I would phrase it a little differently because I don't think there is anybody in this room, in the room there today, who uh, A, uh, is denying the fact that the Taliban are in control. B, uh, none of them are supporting the resistance or any opposition to the Taliban. What they are doing, however, is trying to insulate or take countermeasures against these things that impact them. At this point, they are not in the in, uh, trying to save Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. They are trying to save themselves. I mean, that is putting it very crudely, but that is essentially it. अभी आप देख रहे हैं मनाजिर अफगानिस्तान के कायम मकाम वजीर खारजा अमीर खान मुतकी इस्लामाबाद पहुंचे हैं ये लाइव मनाजिर हैं उनका इस्तकबाल किया जा रहा है और मुशीर तजारत की जानब से उनका इस्तकबाल किया गया है दौरे के दौरान तजारत में इजाफे ट्रांजिट ट्रेड के हवाले से खसूस तौर पर गुफ्तु की जाएगी with what is called the Troika Plus, and that is China, Russia, US, Pakistan. And the Afghan Foreign Minister, Amir Mutaki, is also in Afghanistan on the same day. Mm -hmm. How does this play out? Is that, does it become that their conference is more important than ours? That is, of course, a political conference. And say, look at China or look at Russia. Uh, both of them want to recognize the Taliban be done with it. But they are all both equally terrified about what can spill over from Afghanistan into their countries. The Troika Plus is to help the Taliban become a more normal government and become more acceptable to the rest of the world. I'd say that the Pakistanis are doing a couple of things. One, to show that they bring the, the Taliban in so they are a more legitimate they're, the Troika Plus is a more legitimate um, uh, grouping. Two, that they are the only ones who hold the cards in making the Taliban more act politically acceptable. Um, and three, to uh, start the pa Taliban on that process because the Taliban have been given, while Pakistan has not re officially recognized the Taliban, the Taliban have been given uh, the Afghan government's embassy in Islamabad to operate out of. The Pakistani NSA, Moeed Yusuf, last week said India was the spoiler and not the peacemaker in Afghanistan. And of course, Imran Khan has been one of the most prominent voices asking for formal recognition to, to Taliban. But what kind of a role is Pakistan hoping to play? I mean, are they hoping to go back to the earlier footing when they were intrinsic to anyone wanting to play around in Afghanistan? Absolutely. The Pakistan, the, uh, Pakistan wants to be more, even more entrenched in Afghanistan today than it was. And that is, the, that is absolutely the reason for the ISI chief to not only be there at the creation of the government in, in uh, Kabul, but if you look at the fact that on the 21st of October, I think it was that um, Shah Mahmood Qureshi was in Afghanistan 
as the first bilateral foreign minister's visit, Qureshi traveled with Fez Hamid, the ISI chief. And the ISI chief has been responsible for um, uh, putting the Haqqanis in power. Uh, in the in the commanding positions in uh, uh, in the Taliban, which makes it so difficult for everybody else uh, knowing what the Haqqanis are doing. Um, the, the, the Haqqanis are also leveraging their influence with the Tehrik-e uh, Taliban Pakistan, the TTP, uh, to um, hold uh, to, uh, to uh, work out the ceasefire deal that the Pakistanis have just done yes. with the TTP. The Taliban, when they were out of power, never functioned independently, they're not going to be able to function independently even now, even when they are in power. So I think we should all be, uh, we should all be very clear on that front. Uh, so that's the role that they're trying to play. Ibrani, for our listeners, can you talk a little bit about TTP and, and what's going on in Pakistan, the ceasefire that's been negotiated? The Lal Masjid crisis, uh, which created the uh, the Tehrike Taliban Pakistan back in 2007, they have been targeting uh, regime change in Pakistan, uh, and that that was it started with the Musharraf regime, then it went on to the Nawaz Sharif and uh, Asif Zardari regime, and now the Imran Khan regime. So they've been around for a long time now. They have been uh, they have had a lot of support from the Afghan Taliban. Yeah, even though for many years the Afghan Taliban said, no, 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 they, we don't support them, but they do. Hmm. Uh, because let's face it, whether it is the IS, whether it is Afghan Taliban or Pakistan Taliban, these are terror groups functioning in a sim, in a, in the same geographical space, which means there is a lot of to and froing between all of them. These are not hermetically sealed off terror groups with defined objectives. It is said that Siraj Haqqani is playing a mediating role between uh, Pakistan, the Pakistan establishment, security establishment, and the TTP. But which that's a pretty dangerous game, isn't it? It is an insanely dangerous game. Why? Because TTP is the second um, terror group, or rather an extremist, radical, Islamist group, in the last one week that the Imran Khan government has capitulated to and signed ceasefire um, deals with. The other being the Tehrik e Labek Pakistan or the TLP, which is the extremist Barelvi uh, group, which, which in four years has become so big that they have been able to shut down government twice, three times in these four years, uh, to the extent that uh, the TLP and Imran Khan government signed a, a peace deal uh, the other day, which legitimized the TLP, gave them the, um, the, the recognition of a political party, which they don't con contest elections, uh, and, um, and then followed it up with a, with a peace deal with the TTP. This is, a very dangerous route, and we will see this exploding in very different ways in this region. Um, America, I can understand because you know they can't do business with Afghanistan without American uh, without Pakistani presence, and China, of course, is is a very close ally of Pakistan now. 
Talk to me about the Russians. Like they, they are of course very close to India, but what is their strategy in the region now? Now the Russians are doing their own little non-alignment, if I may say so. For the last three years, the Russian system, led by their special envoy called Zamir Kabulov, has been uh, pushing one line, which is. Let's deal with the Taliban. Let's engage the Taliban. The Taliban are good guys. Hmm. Uh, they will help us uh, fight the IS. They will keep the IS away from Afghanistan. And by keeping the IS away from Afghanistan, we will all be much safer. However, I think it was three days or four days after the 15th of August when the Taliban took over Kabul. And by the way, the Russians welcomed the Taliban. The Russian ambassador in Kabul put out, tweeted that Kabul was much safer under the Taliban than it was in, under the previous regime. Putin called Modi. Within a week, he had dispatched Patrushev to Delhi to talk on exactly the same things that are being talked about today. On the other side, Kabulov continues to uh, lead the, the Russian effort to engage the Taliban. So in a sense, the mm. Kremlin has two faces. One is the security face, the other is a political face. So one is a face which deals with Pakistan, Taliban, etc., because Zamir Kabulov is coming tomorrow to the Troika Plus meeting. Yes. Mm. And they also was also responsible for the Moscow format meeting, which happened uh, a few days ago. On the other side, there is the head of the security, the literally the security czar of Russia, uh, which is Patrushev, um, is sitting in Delhi saying, this is how we can checkmate the Taliban. This is how we can check, get the, do counter terror. And this is how we can uh, take care of all the weapons. So there, there is a... So what is the strategy you think? The mirror has two faces. I think they are, I think everybody is in search of a strategy. And America is very clear that we are not coming back. We are not coming back with money, money, men, material, aid, anything. Mm. Nothing. Mm. They, are, they are completely out. They basically said, you, you guys have wanted us to get out of this place for so long. Now handle it. Mm. And that's exactly the reason why everybody is floundering. Because... Nobody has the depth of money that America has thrown at the Afghan project in the last 20 years. The Chinese are the world's biggest misers. They have, in the last, what, two weeks, they announced that they would give $35 million, which will not even pay salaries in the Kabul region. Pakistan has no money. Pakistan has a 50% rate of inflation. People can't buy sugar in Pakistan. They have no money. The Russians have a tanking economy. They are not given even a dime. Neither are the, Rus neither are the poor South Central Asians hmm. nor Iran. So everybody's in search of money. What am I going to give to the Afghans? The humanitarian crisis in Afghanistan continues. Uh, you, you saw the donor conferences. 
the Europeans have said they will give a billion dollars, but not to the Taliban. They will only give a billion dollars in kind to UN agencies who can function directly inside Afghanistan. Hence, you will us now seeing photographs of UN uh, uh, agencies distributing food in Afghanistan. Nobody is giving the money to the Taliban. The Pakistanis want the money to be given to the Taliban. India was one of the biggest providers of humanitarian aid to Afghanistan until last year. We have completely withdrawn from Afghanistan. We don't have diplomatic presence there. We are. We have. We have seen that we have not offered any too many visas to Afghan refugees. We are not providing them humanitarian aid. What is our what is our locus standi then vis-a-vis Afghanistan? We have locus standi vis-a-vis Afghanistan because we are the most powerful regional power uh, power in in this region. There is not there is no need for us to engage with the with the people in power just because they are in power at this point so this is this is a narrative that has been going around in the city but it is a ridiculous narrative because no i mean find me another country that is taking it taking afghan refugees find mm. another country apart from iran and pakistan and there they are not taking them in it's because these guys are breaking the barriers and coming through hmm hmm th- so who is taking China is got all these interests in Afghanistan, right? Mm. China's foreign minister is meeting. China's um, has kept an embassy in Kabul. China's em- ambassador is meeting the Taliban. Has China offered uh, uh, refuge to even one Afghan? No. Have they given e visas or physical visas or any visa at all? They have said we will consider taking back us the students who were studying in Chinese universities who had to leave because of COVID. Nobody has been taken back. The world has sort of turned its back on Afghanistan, and and then we are saying how to deal with a problem called Afghanistan. The world is on pause on Afghanistan. Uh, I think there is a recognition of the humanitarian crisis that is in Afghanistan right now. Um, on the humanitarian aid, I think the Indians have A, offered uh, grain, and I go back again to 2002, 2001, when again we started with grain in Afghanistan. Uh, and uh, we have asked for uh, land transit because the Kabul airport is not doesn't have the kind of functionality that uh, we can use. And Pakistan uh, has refused that land transit. Correct. Now, if, if we did get that land transit, A, we would be able to help Afghan traders uh, sell their products. So the only way we can do it now is through Chabahar, which is a circuitous route, Why which is Iran? fine. Hmm. Yeah, which is fine for trade, which is not so fine for humanitarian aid. You would actually want to get stuff across faster. But that is not available. It's not like we are, uh, everybody is united in their humanitarian concern about the poor people who will all die in droves this winter in Afghanistan. Everybody is playing their politics. 
Today's episode is produced by Arun Jhor, Jairad Singh and Sunai Marathi. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at TUI Podcasts